This is Kai Martin, a.k.a. the Mayor of Igosia, and you're listening to the Live on Mission podcast. Welcome to Live on Mission, the official podcast of Igo Global. You're in a series we're doing right now. This is part two. If you didn't get part one, go back and get it. This is part two of a series called The Core Values in Real Life. This is Shu. Over there is Kai. You can't see where I'm pointing, but I'm pointing to that side. And over on the other side is the Brad Cardwell, who's going to start this thing off by talking about this core value, the hope of the world, something that we've been teaching around IGO for, I'd say, a couple minutes. A couple times, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, this hope of the world is the title that we give, um, the truth that we find all throughout Scripture. Scripture makes it clear that the hope of the world is the church. And um, when we say that, um, students and, and adults are typically look at us like Jesus is the hope of the world. Yeah, Jesus is always the answer. Right. That's, so, that's, that's kind of what we want. <laughs> like a setup. <laughs> oh, we got we kind of tricked them. <laughs> Switcheroo. <laughs> and so in Scripture, we see that um, God uses the church to proclaim the gospel, to, to bring the good news to the world. That's His means by which He is proclaiming His name, His great name will become known through the church. He gave his spirit to the church. Uh, Paul is very clear in Ephesians 3 that the manifold wisdom of this gospel will be made known through the church. Uh, Romans 10, uh, God sends uh, beautiful are the feet of those who uh, bring the good news. How do they go unless they are sent? How do people hear unless someone preaches? And so the church is the sending um, organization or organ or the group that God uses to send out. So without the church, you have, and especially in the West, we have this uh, mentality that any evangelical or missional ministry can can uh, really begin to identify themselves separate from the church. A student can identify themselves separate from the church when they are evangelical or missional in any way. They can see that as being disconnected from what God is using, and that's the church. And so anytime we can find ourselves disconnected from the church. We are not on mission because God's mission is to uh, hmm. reveal the manifold wisdom of this gospel is going to be revealed through the church. So anytime we move away from or disconnected from the church, we're actually disconnected from the mission. Yep. And so, um, yeah, that's that's the hope of the world teaching. And so, um, you know, and, and we've got, all got some stories, and I think Kyle's going to share some of those stories that of what happened when early on when we began to bring students back from the field, we were seeing them disconnect from the church, and that was puzzling to us. And so that's when we really began to know this has got to be a core value that we teach because we can never allow the thinking that somehow God is going to use me separate from his church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to only have three core values, and this became the fourth, and mm-hmm. that was somewhat responsive. And I don't, I still don't know what to chalk that up to. I think there were multiple factors, books being written at the time that were really popular. Um, the specific type of work we were doing overseas even, um, though I wouldn't say that was a problem, um, it kind of lent itself to a temptation, right? Um, being on the tip of the spear of church planning um, and then understanding, you know, helping them understand what a church is and redefining that, that it's not a building, right? It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a massive 
enterprise or organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and that became staff members. Yeah. So that became really, budget. really attractive. And it was like, oh, so we don't need any of that. So now me and my buddy can go to Starbucks and now we're the church because there's two of us and we're talking about Jesus. And so we had to kind of backtrack on that and say, no, 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 uh, the church is actually more than that, right? If you look at, if you were to read the entirety of the New Testament and then ask the question, so what is a church? There are things you would have, right? You would have an organization that has elders, has deacons, administers the sacraments, the Lord's Supper, baptism, exercises church discipline, right? There's an organizational element of that that you would say defines the church according to Scripture. And so we had to really help students understand that, that no, no, you and your buddy going to Starbucks, right, you guys may be part of a church, and you're Christians and you're meeting together, and that's a great thing. But the two of you sitting at a table talking about Jesus, that's not what the church is. Yeah, and I think 20 years ago, there was this missional wave of kind of this new realization that high school and college students could get on a plane and go be used by God in a very difficult place. Um, and in the Passion Conferences, you know, they they were what God used to call a, a mm-hmm. lot of students 20 years ago. And when you have that experience at a Passion Conference and you're being called out at a conference and you're being God's revealing Himself at uh, through His teaching at a conference. You can then begin to think, "Well, I'm not at church. Mm-hmm. I got called at a conference, so this is better." <laughs> and yeah, and I'm reading these books, and not everybody at my church is getting this. Mm. I can kind of disconnect from the church. Hmm. And that, I mean, there's always the temptation when you when you when you find something new, mm-hmm. you you get that. Oh, I'm enlightened now. Yeah. Like all of us have that. It's not just a generational thing. Like we all like, hey, I've I figured it out, you know. Yeah. I'm Charlie. Charlie figured it out, and so I figured it out, and no one else has. And we—that's what I remember seeing in our students was that they would see a simpler, simpler version of church, mm-hmm. an organic. They would experience something, and they would come home thinking, "Hey, what you're what you're doing is not real church," mm-hmm. because all of a sudden they just they thought what they had experienced was an enlightened version of it, and it's just this temptation. You know, I, I get where you get that idea from. I remember a youth pastor telling me, you know, this one of our best students went through all the leadership ladder and then went and served six months in the Middle East and came back home and checked out on the church. Hmm. And the youth pastor was like, why would I I send a kid (laughs) with you when they come home and they're like, this isn't real church. And we're like, that's probably a problem. (laughs) (laughs) We want to work with churches and we want to help churches and that's not helping them. And so we did. We make it. We made it a core value because of that, but also because it's the natural expression of the bottom line that we were talking about last episode of God's glory spreading throughout all the earth, and there's one plan. And I I like the fact that we teach that. He has plan A and no Mm -hmm. plan B. He's going to do this through his church. And when you get that, this is how it becomes a part of real life because then church is not just something that you do. Mm-hmm. or an event you attend, or something that you can engage and not engage. Like, it's, it's who you are. It's an identity. You're part of the church. Right. And so being engaged and fully involved in the life of the church is, like, that's, that's the only way that life makes sense when you really get these truths. And, uh, and there's a temptation for anybody to not want to be lumped in with the larger group, but to be used specifically and individually and especially mm-hmm. instead of, being used as a part of a bigger 
group, a group that's praying for you, a group that paid for a good bit of your trip, a, a group that has supported you and has taught you and is holding you accountable. Yeah. And it's easier to go, well, I don't want, I want the good stuff, but I don't want the accountability and I want to kind of be special. Yeah. The, 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 the temptation, we always want to be special. And I, I, was, I, I was overseas and I saw a really yeah. special version of church. And this is not that. Nobody yeah. gets that. Yeah. yeah. You had a unique experience. Um, man, I was I was the church overseas, mm-hmm. and now they just want me to set up chairs. Yeah. And I'm like, well, right. I mean, church has a lot of different expressions, and it has for a couple thousand years. Yep. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's figured out exactly the right way, and God's using all of it. And, that's and, and no church is perfect, and you're not ever going to get it figured out. So what you think you've gotten figured out is not as clean and... Mm-hmm. Uh, superior as you think it is no matter how you experienced it and just so you know like we took this whole this whole thing when we started we saw it unfolding we took it so serious that we started changing how we speak about things mm-hmm. i remember we used to we used to talk about how we're teaching and training and sending and sending and mm. sending and we took sending out of most of what we say because we realized that biblically the sending agent is the church and so that's how we communicate it now, and it's not—it's not a semantics thing. It's a theological. It's a conviction. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a—it's a strong belief that we partner with churches, even if it's one kid coming from a church to go like be an FLT in Japan, that that church is the one who sent them, and they partner with Igo, so we would train them and mobilize them and get them over there. But um, man, we we really do take that seriously because we want students to get this truth. We think it's that important for them to get that, and you know. I like the fact that the teaching is really saying the local church is the hope of the world. Because mm-hmm. there's that, we all know the universal church mm-hmm. is, right. is, is the role in this, but your local church, wherever you go, First Baptist, wherever, right? Dripping Springs or whatever you're at, like your local church is God's plan to bring hope mm-hmm. to the world, to your region, to your area. If you're from First Baptist Panhandle and that's a city, or a town in a region. It's an area. It's also the Panhandle. No one's ever called it a city. No, yeah, it's a village at best, right? So it's you got a town, a region, but also the whole world. And and because of that, it, it elevates the importance of your local church. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's the thing I was thinking about last night. It also elevates the importance of every local church in your town, mm-hmm. every other local church. It, we're not in competition anymore because God's going to bring hope to the world through your local church and the one across the street and the one down the, on the corner. It, it's, it elevates the importance of the local church for every single believer mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with that conviction for us, wasn't, it wasn't just a conviction for how we wanted our students to operate, but it was for us as staff members as well, right? It, it became this question of, okay, well, who's you know, are our churches sending and commissioning and approving of us as staff members to go do this? Because if not, then really, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, if we really believe this, that the church mm-hmm. is the authoritative entity carrying out the work of God in the world, then really any parachurch ministry, right, should be operating under the blessing and sending of a local body and i love the distinction you made between universal and local because I, i've heard, heard one guy say it like this think of the universal church as the invisible church right it's this it's it's the, all of god's people right anyone who 
calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus and is dwelt by the Spirit, regardless of which local body they attend. That's that's the invisible universal church that we're all one, right? And in heaven, mm-hmm. there's not going to be here's the camp from this local body and here's the camp from that local body, right? It's all one thing. But at the same time, I, I, I do think the New Testament pretty clearly teaches you will not be a part of that universal church unless it is through being a part of a local church, right? That this this idea of I'm a part of the universal church because I believe in Jesus, but I'm not tied to a specific local entity, it is nowhere to be found in the New Testament, right? I mean, it's just... Uh, it's that that person does not exist in the and New I like Testament. The, phrase, the local body of believers, because the church is a body, and if you're not a part of the body, then what are you? I mean, if you're yeah. not there and a part of that local expression, you're not being a hand. You're not being the feet that Romans ten talks about. So, how, how does this become this real life thing we're talking about? All all this is true, and. It has. It has really shaped the, our ministry. We've been doing this for 22 years. The last half of that has been very much shaped by a strategic idea to go partner with churches and help churches and not just help students. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when we're just, we just have students coming, we're still like, how do we connect us to the church? And, you know, the whole idea of parachurch, that word became like a, almost a so misused and it almost became like it had such negative baggage with that word when the word literally means alongside the church and that's what ministries should be doing how do we come alongside the church to help to to complement to partner with and we've tried to do that i think you you created another, another term for that at yeah, some point intra church yeah intra like we're we're not just alongside but we're in the middle of that even so much that when we started church Kai, Kai and I were involved in a church plant seven years ago. Brad's now part of that church, Cross Point uh, Community Church in Rockwall. We wanted not just to have a partnership with IGO, but we wanted IGO to be like, mm-hmm. impacting our student ministry. We started with hardly any students, and we're taking them on mission every year so that they can engage that and see how the local church is that that arm. Like mm. That's God's plan. And our church has this, I think... You know, we can always get better, but I think our youth group especially really sees themselves as being on mission because of how we integrated those two things mm-hmm. from the very, very beginning, which is, that's what we want to see. That's what we want to do. I basically conned y'all into doing the church. You did. We, I wasn't going to say that, but you are the one to blame for us planting that church. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Yeah. That's been, that's been Basically fun. gave you a church. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You gave you. This was a gift from you. It was a gift okay. for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you're welcome. You, man. You always <laughs> give such good gifts, Brad. So when you ask that question about it impacting real life, I do think a lot of people listening to this podcast are involved in some way in some sort of parachurch ministry. Maybe not everyone, hmm. but a good chunk of them and or they're involved with their church who's doing some sort of missional project. And so I think one of the one of the things that would one of the ways that would apply in a very immediate context of that is whatever you're doing with your church, like whatever mission trips you're taking, whatever organizations you're partnering with or if you're making those kinds of decisions, right? That it would mean you would probably prioritize 
the health of the church that you're working with, right? So if you're doing some sort of work overseas, that you would ideally want that work to be tethered to a church, supported by a church, or feeding into a local church that you really believe in and want to see grow, right? That as much as possible, you would want your ministry to be operating under the umbrella and authority of a church and feeding into and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, supporting and um, benefiting a hmm. local church in the area. I agree with all these things. Mm-hmm. It, it gives you that filter. We talked about that in the last episode. The bottom line gives you a filter. And this hope of the world idea gives you a filter for any, any ministry activity that you're involved in. How's that helping the church? Yeah. And how's it benefiting the church? How's it building up the church? Because our gifts are, you know, primarily for building up the church. And the church has a mission. And so when you're building up the church, you're, you're helping increase that mission and it all comes together. And that, and that means that the goal of IGO is not to raise up thousands of students who go and become right. missionaries or pastors or youth pastors. Like It's just to raise up faithful church members mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. See, see the church as that big of a deal. Yeah, and this Hope of the World teaching keeps us from drifting into that mindset that somehow um, we are good without it. Mm-hmm. Like we are this, and it keeps us like bottom line, it keeps us from being self-centered and creating a quote unquote ministry or a mission effort that is somehow about me. Yep. Uh, and the hope of the world reconnects you to something that is bigger than just you. Yep. Yeah, it's that, it's that local church you're part of that sent you, that supported you. And you know, you can look at the New Testament, you can see Paul doing all this cool stuff. He's going to all these cities, he's on mission all the time. And it's easy to miss the fact that he was sent out by a church and he kept coming back and reporting back to them. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a student, you've been on mission, you haven't reported that back to your church, you haven't come back and connected what you experienced with your church, then you, you're probably missing out on an important step. Mm-hmm. And Paul even admits that there was some cool stuff going on. When he was disconnected from the church, I think the word is he says that there was much chaos. Good things happened, but there was it was pretty messy. Yeah. Well, at least we've never seen any mission trips like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode for another day, the messy stories of Igo. But yeah, um, connecting what God is doing through your life. What, let's not talk about mission trip. You're, you're on a mm-hmm. school campus, mm-hmm. and you're sharing the gospel with someone. Your own mission representing your church, how do you connect that back? Like I tell students all the time, you're scared to share the gospel with a friend. Here's the first step in that. Invite somebody to come to church with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where the gospel is proclaimed. This is where they will mm-hmm. find the people that will point them in the right direction. So the first step in mission sometimes is just bring them mm-hmm. with you to church. And yeah. Just by way of confession, I'll say that I've completely flipped my attitude towards that because I grew up in a youth ministry where – Often I heard the exact opposite of that. Often what I heard was, hey, it's not enough just to invite people to church because going to church doesn't make you a Christian, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, you need to take that next step and be bold. And so there was, I can't think of specific situations, but I'm sure there were instances where I maybe missed some low-hanging fruit, right? Because maybe I wasn't at a point where I was ready to just boldly proclaim the gospel to that person. But an yeah. easier step may have been to say, hey, come come to church. Will you see the God I worship and what we do and how that works and what we believe. 
that's a great yeah. <laughs> it's, it's silly to throw you know to throw rocks at that as if that's some like lower level of obedience than like and not over spiritualizing yeah what we're what you're talking about is being nice to people yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> what you're talking about is inviting, inviting. People, yeah <laughs> and take them to dinner and yeah. it's yeah. we can we can over spiritualize it and make it way compl- way too complicated well a couple things number one that's two for two in this series where Kai's confess something right <laughs> so that's good I'm on a roll here number number two I can't wait to see what's coming next I can't how many times have I seen that with students who think they only have one option to so go share the whole gospel with their friend and mm-hmm. they never think what if i just invite my friend to come to camp or come to wednesday night mm-hmm. I, I i so too many students and, and adults too right it's not just a student thing but we work with students so they have this life where they have all these friends and they mm-hmm. never do the just the simple thing of hey every wednesday i go to a youth group and it's really really cool it's fun there's good people there and we we learn about Jesus. Come with me. Like it's just yeah. there's so much disconnect from that because I think they think, well, I gotta go share the gospel with them, and that's hard. Right. And and if and I think the hope of the world mentality just gives you an even bigger green light on that, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you understand that what God is doing is not just saving a bunch of isolated individuals, but what He's doing is gathering mm-hmm. and building a people for Himself. Then it makes perfect sense that that would be. And if and if you look at, was it in, in the book of John, where Jesus says, "A new command I give to you that you would love each other." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. So there's this when you're in, it's the collective. Go- yeah, it's collective. yeah. The gospel is not just an invitation to believe these things and check the box. So you know, you're going to heaven. It's an opportunity to join and be a part of the community of people God has gathered for himself. And there's something attractive about that, right? There's meant to be something of somebody who doesn't know the Lord comes to youth group and it's like, man, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like these people treat each other so much differently. We saw that, I'll never mm-hmm. forget it, in Germany. This dude that just hung out with our team for like five weeks, and he was like, he would translate the gospel for us, even though he didn't believe it, into German for other people. His name was Andreas. Mm-hmm. And he was there, you know, just constantly. And then at the very end of the summer, he finally decides to believe in Jesus and turn to the Lord. And when someone asked him, What what flipped for you, man? You've been you've shared the gospel with other people, right? Through through us. What changed it? And he goes, I've never seen anyone that loved each other the way you guys do. Because he was invited into that community to be part of it. And that's the thing God used to yeah. yeah, to bring him to himself. Who, who was on that team with you? That was, was that oh, Jordan gosh. Elder? Was he on that team? Yeah, he was. Um, Jordan, Elder. Jordan Elder. Krista Gilland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rachel yeah. Yeah. Partridge. Well, Rachel Partridge was like, she was eight years old probably when she went on that team. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like, Allison uh, Jones. Allison Jones. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lindsay, Lindsay Brown. That's such a good team back in those days. And yeah, I can see why that, that's. You know, when you were talking about that, I was like, I was trying to, is this the sound of a can opening of a whole other can of like, if your youth group doesn't treat each other that well, then we need to talk about that. Right, right, right. Youth group's a bunch of drama and backbiting and fighting. Like, yeah, this is not a place you want to bring somebody, but Jesus is still attractive and Jesus still looks great. And so Hmm. bring some people into that. That's that's being on mission and and recognizing, hey, they can find hope here. With these, with these people and this message that's going to be proclaimed and these songs that we're going to sing, hope is found. And I need that reminder every week, and I, I bet my friends do too. So. Absolutely, yeah. I was, I was going to say that 
kind of what we're talking about is when students have a theology that helps them understand the importance and centrality of the church, how that affects how they live on mission is just one of many aspects of that, right? Like having a good ecclesiology, understanding what the church is and the importance of it, it affects you in, in a number of ways. And I mean, just the fact that it's biblical should be enough, right? But but if you want to just start talking about the practical benefits of the way that and how we see the Lord using it in our own lives, I think about just the church being an anchor, you know, and specifically a worship service that like, no matter what the heck happens throughout the week, like all the curveballs that are thrown at you, all the disappointments, all the difficulties, all the surprises, this the idea, like as a as a husband, a father, an individual, I'm raising my family to, we always come back to this every single week. Yep. And no matter how hard it's been, no matter what has happened, even if we're doubting and questioning things, we come back to the church, right? And then the church provides, just like parents provide a steadiness and a stability for their children, the church provides a steadiness and a stability for us as believers when we are going through times of wavering and difficulty. Those, those tenets, those, those mm-hmm. things that happen every single week, that liturgy is still there mm-hmm. calling us back, reminding us of what's true. And James calls it the winds and the waves, mm-hmm. you know, and so we're not beat about in this life when we're anchored to something. And that those few hours with God's people, those are really the only couple of hours that make real sense to the Christian. Everything else doesn't make sense all week. Everything mm-hmm. else is a mirage. Mm-hmm. And yet you come back to God's people and the things you're hearing and the things you're seeing and the things you're praying, oh, you're back to reality. Mm-hmm. And we have to be brought back to reality. That's why it's when we drift from the church, it's no wonder that our lives look different. If you're listening and you're a disciple maker of students, so you're a parent, that's primary, or you're a youth pastor, you're in a, you're a, you work with students, give them that anchor. Mm-hmm. Make sure they know how important being a part of a church is. Because mm-hmm. how many times have we seen students involved in the youth group, they go off to college, they, they don't go find a church, and then they're drifting in the wind and the waves, and their lives get torn apart so fast because they don't value that. So you're giving them an anchor they can hold on to when they go to another town and go to another college. They'll go... They go find that church, and all of a sudden they find, oh, these are God's people. This is where the truth is. This is where hope is found and the reminders I need. And so give them that and make sure they know how important that is. Yep. Core values, real life. That's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do anyway. That's what we're talking about. I hope you're enjoying it. Let us know. Uh, comment. Let us know. Send us a message um, how, how the hope of the world teaching has impacted your life. How, how engaged you are in your church. We'd love to hear that. Brad, any any final thoughts? Man, um, no. Well, let's just play some music. <laughs> we'll see you in episode number three, and I can't wait for Kai's next confession. <laughs>